charging down the ice. He's got a step. He's in. Backhand. Score. A beauty. One year, one and a half year here. Uh, get me more confidence. For sure, I'm stronger and faster. And I feel like I'm growing up for person and player a lot. Feels like I'm like ready to get the new step for the NHL. Now McDavid across the joint scores 100 points for Leon. Uh, we can learn from what we went through and everyone's pissed off about it. I think that's the best way to, to describe it, but there's a taste in everyone's mouth that's very, um, you know, that no one like. We need to find a way to, to not have that taste, and, and we've had it four out of five years here, so we know we need to be better. Well, hello, welcome to the Locked On Orders podcast for this Thursday, April 15th. I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1260. Connect with me on Twitter at HernanTheMan and at Locked On Oilers. On today's show, I'll be joined by Connor Halley from the Jason Gregory Show on TSN 1260 and the other Connor podcast. You can find him on Twitter at uh, Connor Halley. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, guys. Like I said, Connor Halley coming up here in minutes from now. I want to have audio today. I got um, I got the two guys at noon, and then I got to duck out. My car was broken into, and then my windows were smashed, so I have to go get all that uh, done up and fixed. So I, I have to get this podcast out early, so I won't be, uh, I won't have any audio or, or uh, practice notes as I have to do this a uh, little bit earlier than I wanted to today, but that's the way life goes, and um, just got to roll with the punches sometimes. So uh, Connor Halley, we'll bring the good stuff though we'll just talk Edmonton Oilers and have some fun with that in the third segment I will update you on some news from the day and uh, we'll do a break it down segment and uh, on an interesting little topic and uh, feeling this one uh, courtesy of Lieutenant Eric from TSN 1260 uh, he posted it today and I, I thought it was really really good question so we'll get to that in the third segment but like I said Mr. Halley coming up here right away is um, but before that I mean the Vancouver situation remains uh, uh, uncertain at this point I know Mark Spector said the Edmonton orders are set to fly out at five o'clock uh, Edmonton time, but I'm pretty sure this is going to get canceled. You heard JT Miller speak out yesterday saying, I don't know how they're making us play. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks are getting tested today by their team doctors, uh, their lungs, their heart, everything. Um, but I just can't see how the NHL can push this game through. He's, uh, the, the Almost the entire team is just coming off the COVID list. Uh, there's got to be some lingering effects there. You're playing another team. Uh, why risk it at this point? Uh, just postpone the game. Add one more. It's one game it's not like it's three or four so uh I, I don't see this game going through i think we'll hear an announcement later this afternoon and i'll break it down tomorrow if there is but uh right now tomorrow's game up in the air but if i was a betting man i'd lean towards it is going to get uh postponed the orders will be in action on saturday as they take on the winnipeg jets who picked up another win uh last night uh, against the ottawa senators by a score of three to two and they take on the toronto maple leaves today so north division definitely heating up calgary getting hot they've won three straight they beat Montreal uh, last night as well so they're trying to stay alive in the playoff race but yeah and you're hearing like guys like Ray Ferraro on on, on radio stations and on different uh, different shows and all that saying like how are they making these guys play 
again. It's all going to wake up here and, and uh, move this game just further down in April or even into May because it's not safe for the Vancouver players. And uh, yeah, it's it's a little unfair to make them play this game. Now, if they do play, the Oilers have a huge advantage. Can't take him easy, obviously, but um, it's going to be a huge advantage for a team that hasn't played in two weeks and hasn't even practiced. So it, <laughs> they're going to get what, one practice in one morning skate in and then have to play. So it's definitely, definitely um, a story to track here. And once uh, we find out for sure this afternoon, I'll I'll for sure break it down on tomorrow's podcast. But then I'll welcome in uh, my good buddy, Connor Halley from the Jason Gregory Show on TSN 1260 and the other Connor podcast. Connect with him on Twitter at uh, Connor Halley. Connor, my man, uh, no Euler hockey for a while now. Um, I know the Oilers are set to fly out at 5 o'clock today to Vancouver and uh, reports that um, this game might be postponed once again. So they'll know before 5 o'clock, obviously. But when you look at the, at the situation right now with Vancouver, I mean, this they all have almost the whole team had COVID and uh, a lot of the guys came off the um, COVID list this week, some as early as yesterday. Uh, I, I just don't see how the NHL is going to make them play a game uh, tomorrow. What are your thoughts on, on, on the Vancouver situation in the NHL here still deciding uh, whether or not to uh, make them play or not? Well, Hernan, first things first. Thanks for having me in. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just an absolute mess, isn't it? Like, we've had a lot of guests on with Jason Greger and, uh, you know, Ray Ferraro, I thought was really great saying, well, like, how can you just expect these guys to play after what they've gone through? It's it's not just the fact that they've had a couple of weeks off sitting in their hotel room, which alone would be tough enough, but the fact that they've had COVID and there's just so much uncertainty uh, about, you know, the symptoms and, and the effect that it has on you, you for, for the people that don't think it's that bad, at the very least, it's a really bad flu, right? So it's just going to take its toll on you. And and for me, I think it's probably a little bit worse than that. I, I wonder what it does for your lungs and in your heart long term. And yeah. I think both oh. are in so like they had what 10 guys practicing on you know Monday, Tuesday, like they, they don't have a lawful team out there. It's it's just gonna be really tough for the players to get out there and actually do it. And I think that you know, JT Miller talking about it yesterday and, and good on him for, for kind of being the voice of reason and the voice of the team speaking out on it. I just think it'd be really tough to make them go out there and play that game. And, uh, you know, for the Edmonton Oilers, are, are you still wondering if those guys might be lingering? Like, do they have symptoms? Do you, do you want to go out there and play this game? It's really just a mess for the NHL. But at the same time, I understand, you know, you really can't delay it any longer. You, you know, they do have to get out there and play those games and try to finish them. And I wonder if the league looks at the point where you just say, you know what, we can't delay these games anymore. You just got to fork with them. We're, we're sorry. It's not perfect, but, from what we've heard, the Vancouver Canucks didn't do the best job at preventing this from happening. Like maybe weren't following the NHL's guidelines as, as well as they could have. And maybe that's going to be their fault for it. And they'll have to take some of these, these losses because of it. But Hernan, it's just such a mess and it's too bad. I'm glad all the guys are recovering and doing okay, but I think it's just too soon to ask them to go out there and, and have a game and play well. And, and if it does happen, I mean, for the Edmonton Oilers, they should be looking at that game as an easy two points. I know we said that against the Montreal Canadiens a few weeks ago after yeah. they had their week off, but their whole team didn't have COVID. This would be a totally different situation. And uh, for a well-rested Oilers group, if the game happens, I think it should be an easy two points. Yeah, and it's it's like we all want to see an Oilers game. I mean, it's been since last Saturday, and that game was just a train wreck if uh, <laughs> an Oilers supporter. But uh, 
health comes first and you brought up the heart issues, the lung issues. And it's, it, it just blows my mind that the NHL is kind of trying to push this game. I do think it will get postponed and, and you go from there, but the Oilers nonetheless will play on, on Saturday against Winnipeg. We know that game's a go. Connor looking at the North division at Winnipeg, three points up on the Oilers, uh, Toronto, eight points up the Oilers, seven points up on Montreal. Uh, as they lost a big game to Calgary yesterday, Calgary kind of getting hot here uh, as of late. Um, for you, when you, when you look at this North division, it is for you, is it as simple as it's going to be Edmonton, Winnipeg, and we're just kind of seeing who's going to get home ice? Well, Hernia, I just want one thing quickly here. I just I noticed on Twitter, Canucks PR saying that uh, the practice today that was originally scheduled to be open to the media is now a closed practice. So uh, maybe look into that one as much as you want. I, I thought that was funny that they tweeted out last night that it would be open to me. I mean, you, I, I would respectfully decline attending that practice, but that's just wow. me. <laughs> and that's uh, why at, I'm saying, but that's why I'm saying, like, there's no way this game's going through. Like, the Oilers are going to uh, be told to stay home. It's just too risky right now. Like, why? Why would you put a team in that situation? Why would you possibly want to get another team infected? Like, it it makes no sense. Yeah, and, and I, I, you know, I'm recording this uh, earlier, and I'm pretty sure there's going to be more news later. <laughs> I can't sit around and wait. But yeah, Connor, am, am I wrong in thinking it's going to be Edmonton, Winnipeg in the first round of the playoffs? Am I am I putting the cart before the uh, horse? Here? No, I, I don't think you were at all. And uh, I know for a long time, everybody talked about those games that the Montreal Canadiens had in hand, and you got to watch out. They might leapfrog the Oilers for third place, but they haven't done so. And, and now it's only two games, and the Oilers have a seven point lead. So I, I think you'd be right about that. And, you know, it kind of makes this game against the Jets on Saturday night even more crucial just to kind of see where you are and knowing that this is probably who you're going to see in the playoffs. I think the Maple Leafs are just playing too well right now, uh, 7 1 and 2 in their last 10, despite, you know, kind of being on a two game losing streak here. I think they've just, you know, got too good of a team, especially with the additions they made at the trade deadline. I think that's going to push them over the top and uh, probably solidify that first place spot. The Oilers playing pretty good hockey as of late as well. So are the Jets. So I think the standings have pretty much locked it in the flames, you know, they, like you said, winners of three straight, but too little too late at this point uh you're a few points back of the the canadians they've got three games in hand on you already i think it's just going to be too tough for them which is surprising because i had them as a playoff team i was a little bit unsure of the montreal canadians uh, mm-hmm. the jets oilers maple Leafs were my pick plus the flames so interesting stuff down in calgary but i think it's just too little too late yeah i know and it was, i watched that game yesterday and they're playing well and like you said uh but they still got um montreal three games in hand on them um they're making a push good on them but uh, it's going to make it more exciting for us uh we love kind of that drama but yeah it looks like it'll be a uh, uh too little too late for uh for the calgary flames this episode is brought to you by 1010 a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today ring sure to bring joy into her life using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement Mother's Day or simply a beautiful conversation piece they're the perfect way to bring light into her life they're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com just search the words 10 by 10 Connor Halley from TSM 1216 the other Connor podcast joined me here on the Locked On Oilers podcast. I mean, we haven't talked since the Oilers acquired Dmitry Kulikov. Uh, what did you make of the uh, trade for the Edmonton Oilers? And if I had to ask you, because we talked about it a few days ago on my podcast, who's the ideal partner for Dmitry Kulikov? You know what? I, I like the acquisition just because you're not giving up a whole lot. And if the Edmonton Oilers do go on and win a playoff round, 
I, I think you're more than happy to, to turn that fourth round pick into a third rounder. Um, I think he's going to be a good fit. I think he makes the team tougher to play against, which is, which is a good thing. Uh, playing in Jersey, I know there's not a lot of us that are familiar with his play, especially in the 2021 season. Uh, he did play with the Jets, so some people will probably recognize the name. But I think he's going to be a good fit for the team, make them a little bit tougher, prevent goals, which is what they need. Let's not forget that. And when it comes to uh, playing with somebody, I, I probably go with either Bear or Barry. Uh, talking to people out in New Jersey, we're hearing that, you know, he did spend a lot of time with P.K. Subban, an offensive-minded defenseman, and played pretty good on that second pairing. So if you do want to keep the pairing of Darnell Nurse and Tyson Berry together, maybe you yeah. go with uh, Kulikov and uh, Ethan Bear. And if you want to balance it out a little bit more and, and put Bear with Nurse, then you can go Tyson Berry and Kulikov. So I think, you know, he's going to be a very good fit on that second uh, defensive pairing. And I, I like the move for the Edmonton Oilers. I was on the side that I didn't think they were going to do a whole lot. Uh, social media was fun when, when the Taylor Hall trade broke. I had a little bit of fun with the oh, Oilers fans, kind of trolling them just a little bit uh, because it seemed like a, a few were convinced that Hall might be on his way back to Edmonton. But, I, you know, as, as much as you, you hate to say it next year, I think next year is when it happens. They're, a, what, $22 million in cap space next season. Now, obviously, you've got some guys that you do have to re-sign and factor that in as well. But, I think that's when the Oilers become buyers and, you know, hopefully get a guy, um, you know, that they believe in a little more in between the pipes. I know Mike Smith's been great this year and, and, and you know, you wonder how long that can continue for. But I think, you know, if you, you get that young goalie to guide the future, maybe you add a little more defense and, and maybe Evan Bouchard takes that next step and, you know, a few more guys from the farm make that jump up and, then next year during free agency and next year at the deadline, you're looking to add because you believe you're a serious cup contender. To me, I think that's what Ken Holland thought. Otherwise, I'm sure he would have gone out there and made some more moves. Yeah, and I, like I'm not keen on on splitting up that top pairing. So for me, right no. now, I, I I'd probably go with Larson. I I wouldn't mind seeing him with Bear. But I'll ask you this, Connor: Say that top pairing stays intact. You know, Larson's the other one on the right side, and you know Bear's going to be third uh, right side uh, defenseman, and you're going to have Kulikov and Darnell Nurse. Ideally, here uh, going into the stretch run here and 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 the playoffs, who's your other left defenseman? You got Cuckoo, who's uh, ahead of schedule and should be ready to go by the time the playoffs roll around. Chris Russell, Caleb Jones, or Willie Lagus. And if you had to pick one of those four, who is it going to be? <laughs> oh, that's a really good question, Hernan. Uh, I mean, I think that Dave Tippett has some loyalty to Chris Russell. You know what you're going to get. It's going to be a pretty honest performance. He'll blossom some shots for you. And uh, for the most part, won't let you down. But the ceiling may be not as high as it might be for a Caleb Jones. Um, I like Willie Lagus too. I like what he's brought. He's been kind of that hard-nosed defenseman as well. Um, maybe Adam Larson light, but I, I think I start off with Chris Russell, see how that goes. And then uh, I look at Caleb Jones would probably be, be my, another guy I might look at, but for me, it would be between those two. I, I don't think Slater Cuckoo, you know, getting into the lineup, you know, I know Ken Hall said it could be later in May. I think that, you know, he might just not be ready to jump into playoff hockey immediately. And uh, Willie Legacy, unfortunately out of the other two, I just have him in that third spot. So, Jones or Russell? One of those two for sure. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Where do you go? Which way? Yeah, it's, 
I'd go with Russell. Like I'm, I'm not one of those guys that that, that, that kind of hates on him. I, I like what he brings. He's a simple <laughs> defenseman. He's uh, all heart. He blocks shots. Um, but I do think he's going to get some of the youth. And I like what Slater Cuckoo is doing before the injury, obviously. So I think it's really <laughs> close. But I'd probably lean towards Russell and uh, probably Cuckoo. I mean, if he's ready to go. And, and the two young guys kind of just watching from the back right now. I mean, in the playoffs, it's good to have depth and they have it. But I'd, I'd go with guys that have playoff experience right now. Um, not saying that Legacy and Jones can't step in and do a good job, but right now I'd lean towards the two vets. Connor, we've been seeing the lines all week at practice, and the fifth line has Patrick Russell, James Neal, Kyle Turris, and Tyler Ennis. I'm going to ask you about the three vets there. Tyler Ennis, Kyle Turris, and James Neal. All three guys, uh, I mean, to put it nicely, not having good seasons. Um, <laughs> James Neal, uh, you know, dealt with the COVID early on. He's been more out than in in the lineup. Ennis has gotten a lot of opportunity. Hasn't been able... To, I think he's played all right, but he just hasn't been able to produce. And Kyle Turris has just been a complete miss for the Edmonton Oilers this season. Of those three guys, uh, which one surprises you the most uh, so far in their disappointing season? And which guy do you see that can take maybe... Uh, Save his season here in in the um, at the uh, the last fourteen games and heading into the playoffs. Oh, heard a biggest surprise for me has to be James Neal, and I think you know you put an asterisk beside it because he did have COVID, and you yeah, know, there's there's clearly been some blanker effects for him. So James Neal for sure. I mean, the guy's a perennial perennial twenty goal scorer, and this year, you know, he hasn't been able to stay in the lineup. And you know, had this been a normal NHL season without a pandemic, I think he probably does the exact same thing. Can be your Oilers power play net front presence, probably as you know. 10 power play goals this year, maybe more. And, you know, this year just hasn't quite worked out for only three goals and, you know, struggling to stay in the lineup. He's back and forth on the taxi squad. So uh, James Neal would be the biggest disappointment, but I also factor in that there's things that are, you know, out of his hands. Uh, Kyle Turris, obviously very disappointing, but from yeah. what we saw in Nashville, uh, any optimism that he bounced back and be that player in, in Ottawa is gone. Like that, that was kind of the hope. Maybe he'll bounce back to that guy we saw with the Senators, but, Clearly, that's not the player he is anymore. And I, I think Tyler Ennis can be a guy that can bounce back and, and you know, have a strong stretch down the run uh, into the playoffs. I think that, you know, he obviously gets bounced around the lineup, right, and in and out. And I think just his versatility and, and willing to willingness to go to the net will help him out down the stretch here. And um, I think they just they need to find some consistency in their lineup. Now, the games against the Ottawa Senators are all done. So I, I don't think we see that power line with McDavid and Jai settle quite as often. You know, I think you can do that against the Sens, the other teams in the league, you can't. And I think it's really important to, to have those uh, two superstars spread out when you get into the playoffs, taking on the teams with the caliber of the, the Jets and, you know, the Canadians or the, the Maple Leafs, whoever it is in the first and second round, if they're lucky enough to get there. So I think Kyle Turris, you know, put him on the right line, let him build some chemistry. I think he can be a guy that can have some success down the stretch and going into the playoffs. Or sorry, yeah. Tyler Ennis, not Kyle Turris. Yeah, we don't have too much yeah. optimism there. Yeah, it's funny because these three guys at the start of the season, I, I thought would be, you know, big contributors to the Edmonton Oilers, and um, they really haven't been. And, uh, I mean, Turris, Neal still here after this season. Ennis is on a one-year deal, so you're probably not re-signing him. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to track these three guys, uh, three vets that uh, just not having the seasons they probably wanted to have. Uh, just a few more for you here, Connor. 14 games left for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, the game tomorrow is still up in the air. Uh, it's probably going to get postponed once again. But what do you want to see from the Oilers in these final 14 games? I think just improved defense, uh, overall team defense. Uh, none of those stinker games where, uh, you know, everything falls apart. You come out flat in your face. I just think, you know, now's the time heading down the stretch. You got to start to to play a, a 
controlled game. Like you, you can't have any weaknesses because we know in the playoffs, those games are going to haunt you. And uh, you know, I, th- I think just making sure uh, you're getting an honest effort out of everybody. Uh, you can't have those lapses. And, you know, a couple bad games in the regular season, it's not going to be a killer. But heading into the playoffs, you you know, you do that against the Winnipeg Jets, and all of a sudden you're down two nothing. You can mm-hmm. see in the past just how much uh, how tough it is to dig yourself out of that hole. So, yeah, I, th- I think honestly, you know, just sure up to little things. You have the talent uh, up front to, to put the puck in the net. Just everyone's got to be all in though. Uh, we're going to do the things you might not want to do in the battles, the corners, block shots. Uh, if you do that, I think you get some success. Call man and the Memorial cup was canceled this past uh, a few days ago. Uh, it's the second year in a row. It's uh, you're a guy that worked a lot uh, with the old Kings with Corey and Gia down at Rexall place. You saw a lot of great teams play there. The championship years for the old Kings the Memorial cup wins for the old Kings. Um, it's just sad. Eh? And listen, we understand it's a pandemic. Ontario is a complete mess. They can't even get the OHL up and running. Uh, the queue's been a mess. The WHL's had a few uh, COVID uh, issues as well, but um, it's just sad because it's such a great tournament where a lot of these players looking to get drafted showcase their skills yeah 100 percent. and um you know the name the name slips me but he was so good in the memorial cup a couple of years ago for the oil kings and uh geez a latvian kid do you, do you, do you remember who i'm talking about here hernan uh, uh, oh, uh oh, colda no Edgar's Kolda. Edgar's Kolda. That's yeah, who it Edgar. is. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I, I think that tournament helped him so much. Like he put on his show. So you're right. I think that that could be a huge, huge effect. And you feel bad because the Oil Kings team, I mean, with, with neighbors and Gunther and Lupin and, and such and Matthew Robertson, like they've got such a good team and their goaltending with Costas has been so good as well. Like that's a team that, you know, probably could have made a run and, and might've had a chance to win it all. You feel bad for the 20 year olds, uh, Ethan Cap and, and Scott Atkinson and Kate Oliver, the guys who've been in the league for a few years, you feel bad that this is the way their season ends, especially going into it. I mean, last year around this time, I'm sure they would have thought, man, next year we got a legit shot at going to the Cup and probably do some damage there. So you feel bad for them, but you're right. I mean, the OHL can't even get things going. The WHL playing in such a unique sort of set of circumstances. It sucks. There's no other way to say it. It just sucks. Yeah, it does. And uh, look forward to when we're past this damn uh, pandemic and we can get back <laughs> to watching uh, the junior team on the regular and uh, a Memorial Cup, which is absolutely outstanding every single year. So uh, yeah, hopefully 2022, we're back to uh, <laughs> a normal life here, Connor. Connor, thanks so much for doing this, man. Always appreciate your time. Uh, have a good show uh, later this afternoon and uh, we'll chat soon. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Take care. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do it your sulfurs rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust betonline.ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. The NHL is well underway, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore and get in on the action. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Right, guys, like segment here. Big shout out to Con the Con Man for joining me here on the Locked On Oilers podcast. Get to some news of the day, and the big one here is um Sheldon Keith, head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, says Austin Matthews won't play tonight. He's day-to-day with something that won't hold him out for long. 
So the big guy there, the sniper for the Leafs will be out. A big break for the Winnipeg uh, Jets. Toronto is currently on a two-game losing streak. And the only other news is the Vancouver situation that we talked about with Connor and in the opening segment. Nine games on the NHL schedule today as uh, the Rangers are home to the Devils. It's the Sabres and Capitals from Washington. Flyers are on the road to take on the Penguins. Carolina hosts the Nashville Predators. It's the Panthers and Lightning from Tampa Bay. Like I mentioned, the Jets are on the road in Toronto. Boston is home to the New York Islanders. It's the Red Wings taking on the Chicago Blackhawks and the Blue Jackets are on the road to face the Dallas Stars. And uh, yeah, so get your bets and get your fantasy lineups uh, updated and checked out. Make sure you know who's starting, who's out, who's injured and all that. The big one is Austin Matthews uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So if you have Mr. Austin on your team, uh, make sure to sub him out. All right, guys, it's time to, uh, like I said, I kind of took this one from my buddy, Lieutenant Eric. It's a very good one. It's who would you have on the left with RNH and Yamamoto if Dave Tippett decides to stick with the loaded top line of McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Jesse Pugliari. So let's break it down. And your options are uh, Dominic Cahoon, Tyler Ennis, Joachim Nygaard, or James Neal. And just looking at their point totals, let's go through it together. Dominic Cahoon, 34 games played. He has 10 points, six goals. Uh, Tyler Ennis has 28 games played where he has three goals and nine points. James Neal has only played 18 games where he has three goals for six points. And Joachim Nygaard's only played in six games and no goals, no points, obviously. Uh, so it's an interesting one. Now, listen, I... I, I think Cahoon and Ennis have been okay. I think they've, when they've played in that top six, they've created, they've, they've had good moments. They chipped in a bit, but for both guys, especially Dominic Cahoon, he's played most of the year with Leon Dreisaitl and uh, Kyler Yamamoto and to only have 10 points, it's, it's just not good enough in, in my eyes. Yeah, you, you're playing well and you're making nice passes and you, and you do good things on the cycle, but at the end of the day, you got to produce a little bit more. Tyler Ennis, you've seen him play kind of up and down the lineup on the third, second, first line for a bit uh but he also i kind of like a kahuni does good things out there both small guys but just the production is not there for these two james neal dealing with the COVID situation he's been in and out of the lineup more um you know he's been out more than he's been in yeah he's um when you see him out there i like his jam uh, he brings more physicality than those other two that i mentioned um earlier uh, but i i just and I don't think he's as slow as everybody makes him out to be, but there's something there. There's something not right with James Neal. It just seems, uh, and there's a reason why, because he's not playing and, and the coaching staff doesn't want to play him either because uh, there's something missing there. And I don't know what it is. Is it health related? Who, who knows? But James Neal, for some reason, just can't find his groove this season. And then Joachim Nygaard, I mean, small sample size. Last year, we saw what he could do. He's a, he gets around the ice well, I'll say that. Like he gets, he's got the speed, but his finish is not very good. He hasn't had a lot of opportunity this year so um, it's a little unfair to be too harsh on Joachim Nygaard but uh, who would you play with RNH and Yamamoto Cahoon Ennis Nygaard or Neil uh, right now I'll scratch Neil I just think this guy is just he, like, there's something just not right with him this season I don't I don't see him playing a lot here going forward to be honest um, him and Ennis right now are rotating on that fifth line at practice so they're looking to be out this weekend 
So Neil for me is out. Uh, and then when it comes to the other three, I think Joachim Nygaard, I'd like to see him get an opportunity. Why not? I mean, Kahun and Ennis haven't really done it, uh, done much on that line. So I, I think I'm going to go Joachim Nygaard. I, six games played. Yeah, he's got zeros across the board, but he hasn't really, uh, he hasn't really been given the opportunity. So why not give him a look? What are you going to miss? I mean, Ennis Kahun are not producing. They've been, both guys have been in and out of the lineup. Remember earlier, Dominic Kahun set out five straight games. Ennis has, has sat out um, uh, multiple games in a row uh, this season. So obviously the coaching staff wanting more from those guys. Can you see <laughs> Joachim Nygaard get a shot there? I say, why not? I, I say, why not? And people might not agree with that. They they might think it's like a little, little bit risky. It definitely is. But like I said, 34 games for Cahoon, 10 points, 28 games for Tyler Ennis, nine points. Yeah, just not good enough. So I, I say, give I look, give him a game. It's not going to hurt you. The line's not producing anyway. <laughs> so uh, Neil for sure is out. I'd probably go Nygaard uh, just to give him a shot here. Try something different. And then if I had to pick between Cahoon and Ennis, I'd probably go Cahoon. I just think he's a little more slick than Ennis. I think he provides just a little bit more of jam in offense. And, and he's got a, a a good connection with Leon. It's not translating into points, but I, I think there's just more of a connection there. So I'd probably go Negar number one, just because why not? We haven't seen it. Uh, he hasn't hasn't played. So try something different. Maybe you find lightning in a bottle. Ennis, uh, sorry, Cahoon would be my number two. Ennis three, and then James Neal four. Let me know on Twitter at Man and at Locked On Oilers. Who would you have on the left with RNH and Yamamoto. All right, guys, it's going to wrap up this edition of Locked On Orders podcast. Like I mentioned in the opening, uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of stuff going on uh, today for me, so I have to get this one out early. So I, I apologize for not having practice notes or some audio for you today, but tomorrow we'll update you on everything that happens this afternoon and the status of Vancouver Edmonton for tomorrow. Uh, remember, uh, download and subscribe on your favorite apps for all the latest episodes. I truly appreciate the support. The podcast is doing really well. And you can always connect with me, hit me up, ask me a question. What do you want to hear? What kind of content do you want on Twitter at HernandeMan? For my producer Juanito and the Locked On Orders podcast, I am HernandeMan talking Los Petroleros. Enjoy your Thursday. Enjoy the sun. We'll chat tomorrow.